and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Town and Country Harlow, with myself, Paul Levy. Welcome back. This is episode number 219. Just want to say thanks to everyone, as always, who tuned into last week's show. This week, a bit of a busy one for you. Uh, two games to review. Uh, we've got the week that was. There's a little bit that's happened uh, over the past seven days since we last recorded. Um, and obviously, as you know, uh, I'm doing the intro, which means that Steve isn't. Uh, that's because he's sunning himself in the Canary Islands this week. So I am delighted, absolutely delighted, to be joined by our podcast sponsor for this half of the 2022-23 season, making his in-person debut uh, and his first appearance on the show. So welcome to Charlie Paul from Town and Country Harlow. Charlie, welcome. Hello, mate. Thank you very much for having me. No problem whatsoever. So, as always... Um, Many of the listeners won't know you, some will, but, but many won't. So just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. I've been, um, this will be my 20th year since I first come down to the O's. Um, like, very fortunate to sponsor uh, the podcast for the first half of the season. Um, me and my business partners run our, our own estate agents, um, our office is in Harlow, but um, some of the O's fans have, have uh, taken us up on our on our uh, offer to sell their houses with you know, Orient fans all over the show really in the city, Romford, Cambridge, Kent they've all sort of phoned us up to see if, they, if we can help them and, uh, and yeah, we've, um, we've helped out a few Orient fans now Fantastic, what was your first Orient game? Uh, it was Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth at home back in, uh, back in 02 and it was a nil-nil and so I should have known then really what was, what, what was to come but um, yeah, it all kicked off between the players I remember that, I was only... Um, I was only nine at the time, but yeah. So I was I was out there somewhere when I was a kid. There was a there's a picture of me in a Spurs shirt because obviously just like when I was really really young, I was yeah. you just watch uh, you just watch Premier League football on the telly. Um, then my stepdad came on the scene, took me down the O's, and oh. just fell in love with it. And that's it. Once you see live football, mate, that's there's no going back. It's the smell of the grass, isn't it? It is, and mate. That stadium, the yeah, burg- and at the, the time, and the bovril and the burgers that were probably cooked like yeah. Fresh then. Um, okay, so Bournemouth was your first game. Nil-nil draw, kicked off, so that's probably one for, yeah. the, for the memory books. But what was your most memorable game? Do you have like a standout game? Lots of people were saying like Oxford playoff, uh, Oxford promotion, mm. Peterborough playoffs. There's yeah. you know, lots of different games mean lots of different things to different people. Do you have a... Yeah, Oxford's got to be up there, surely, but um, the, Peterborough, the Peterborough game, that was a special night. And... The only thing that's come close to feeling like that is Arsenal. You know, went to Hooray equalised. That was just, you know, the, oh. it just went nuts to the ground. And yeah. just, you just will never forget that. So hopefully we get some of them days again. But um, but yeah, probably probably either Arsenal and Peterborough, they're, they're, they're parallel for me. Very nice. Very good game. Yeah, absolutely. Favourite player, past or present? Coxie. Yeah? Yeah, by far. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, he's not even a local lad, but he, he turned up. From Brighton, I think he had a point to prove, but we all fell in love with him straight away. Um, just left everything on the pitch every single week. Out of the current cropper, Paul Smith's just a cut above the rest. George, I mean, Moncur as well, obviously. We were lucky to get Moncur this, this summer, but Smith and Moncur, I think, for League Two, just, just far too good. We're lucky to have them. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've probably broken the budgets on, on getting mm. both of them in. So this season, obviously, we're about to review two games, one being a cut, one being our, our third league game we're doing alright so far even though the performances arguably haven't been like fluid and spectacular and playing people off the pitch but nonetheless we still have a 100% record what do you think for the rest of the season we're going up 100% yeah that, I think we're going up yeah I, I, at the start of the season just had a I'll probably, I'll probably have to leave now because uh, if I jinx this then I'll never, I'll never, I'll never be forgiven but um, it's got the same for me it's got the same feel as the National League season has it? yeah it's got the same sort of feel about the place um, players seem to know what they're doing even when they're uh, I've written this down for later but if um, if we like yesterday if we can if we can win without playing well yeah, that's 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 a really good trait to have um, it just has that same sort of the, the players has that togetherness it looks to me from the stands, so I've got a feeling that we're going up this year. Fantastic. Well, let's let's not hope. Let's hope that you've not uh, put the bock on that. 
and, uh, and, and jinxed it because, as you say, so far we've got a 100% record uh, this season. So, uh, Charlie's going to be with me for the whole of this episode and uh, delighted that you're here. Thank you for travelling down uh, from Harlow to be with Cheers, us this mate. evening. Um, sponsorship. No, it seems more fitting for you to do it yeah. than me, so let me hand over to you. Yeah, yeah, we, um, we're town and country estate agents. Our office is in Harlow, but we cover London, Essex, Hertfordshire, pretty much anywhere. Um, we've got some properties on, uh, on the market at the moment in Cambridgeshire. We, you know, we're, we're just guys, that normal guys that like to, to, um, to, to do, do the job right. Um, two of us are season ticket holders and fans, and with the podcast, we've helped dozens of people move home, and the best bit is... We offer all Orient fans and staff a discount off our already competitive fees. Um, as well as that, we what a couple of other fans have done have recommended friends and family. So um, we always like to say thank you when so when they go through when we bring them on the market and when they go through and complete, we always give those people 100, 150 quid just to say thanks to have a bit of sort of beer money on us for the next home game. So um, we like to look after anyone that sort of spreads the good word about us. Um, so yeah, come and give us a shout, save yourself a few quid and keep it in the Orient family. Um, if you're thinking of selling your property or just curious as to its value, um, save yourself a few hundred quid. As I say, keep it in the Orient family. Um, give us a ring. The office number is 01279 883 uh, you can phone me direct if you like. My mobile number is 07528 471 497. Um, we are on Twitter at TNC Harlow. Or if you want to DM me yourself, I am at Charlie underscore Paul. Fantastic. And you don't just sell houses, you change lives. We certainly do, man. You absolutely do. So, nicely done, Charlie. So let's move on then to the Supporters Club. They've got two updates. Bookings can be made for the away trip to Swindon Town which is happening this Tuesday, the 16th of August. That's a 7.45 kickoff, and coaches for that will depart from 2.30 outside the supporters' club. The cost for that is £36 your adult, 33 concessions, and children under 15 are £18. Due to anticipated rail delays, the supporters' club are going to be running coaches to Colchester on the 20th of August. That's next Saturday. Kickoff for that's 3 o'clock. Departure time will be 11.30. The adult fare is £23, with children aged 15 and under just £12. And remember, folks, those prices do not include your match day ticket. And to book on for any of those trips, you can call the travel line on 07 507 539 Five seven nine. So I think that's quite important. The Colchester game, there's likely to be train issues, so it might be worth considering uh, the supporters' club to get up there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other business? Uh, unfortunately, we are very sorry to learn of the passing of another member of the Orient family, as Mark Shaw's dad, an O's fan for 70 years, passed away earlier today. So our condolences to Mark and the family. Yeah, absolutely. We wish you all well. Um, so let's move on then to the week that was. And happy Monday, the 8th of August. Well done, Tom James, who made it into the Football League Papers team of the day. And I strongly suspect that we might have one or two more in it tomorrow yep. when, they, when they announce that one. So who we choosy, uh, the 9th of August, the main event was Forest Green Rovers away in the first round of the Carabao Cup. Um, so the team for this one was Vigaru, James, Thompson, Beckles and Sweeney, uh, and Ogie, Monker, Abiro, Giorgio, Smythe and Smith. Um, the subs, Sergeant, Woods, Hunt, Brown, Archibald, Kelman and Fish. Uh, that side saw a number of changes, including Thompson, Ogie, Sweeney, Abiro, and Giorgio, who all made the starting eleven. Absolutely, um, stronger than I thought. Thought for, for my views on that, I thought it was a bit stronger. I didn't think we were going to field a stronger side as we did. Good chance for several players to really show what they're about and give Richie a bit of a headache for the upcoming fixture on Saturday. So I thought, you know, these. I know not everyone's particularly enamoured about these cup games. It does give players a good opportunity to give the manager a headache. So yeah, absolutely. Your yeah, views? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we knew the team was going to be rotated, right? So it was good to see that the team was still strong and it was more than capable of beating them. I think. Yeah, uh, despite them going up and strengthening themselves, mm. but obviously they've lost their manager. They yeah. lost um, Adams. Uh, Ebu Adams yeah. who went to Cardiff yeah. uh, I think a couple of others left yeah, as Cain well Wilson left to Bristol City yeah, yeah. so the, yeah, a few of them went to the Championship Clubs it just showed you how good they were last year um, absolutely yeah I think they rotated as well to be fair by the looks of it yeah absolutely we had a number of tweets that came into our social media accounts uh, Boatsy said much stronger maybe thinks we win we 
maybe thinks we win, we can afford the holding midfielder we have been after. <laughs> uh, at Wilco 300, glad Sweeney's getting a run out. I still think he could be decent for us. Yeah, you see, you see uh, glimpses of what Jaden's about, actually, mm. to be fair. And from what I have seen, he's, he's quite solid. Mm. Dear Stu said, interesting to see how Obiero does. He looked really good in a dead rubber away to Crawley last season. Seems to be highly rated which is great to see. Yep, so the match got underway in a hot and sunny Gloucestershire, and just four minutes in, Jaden Sweeney picked up a booking for bundling O'Keefe over and conceded a free kick. Yeah, it was a shame to concede in such, like to, mm. to get a, uh, a yellow booking that early in the game yeah. means that for the next 90 minutes you yeah, are like... nervous. Yeah, Forrest Green went close in the 10th minute, Reese Brown played a delicate ball for Josh Marsh, he released Regan Henry who crossed for Corey O'Keefe, but his effort was well saved by Lawrence Super Vigaroo. Yeah, yep. uh, fast forward to the 18th minute and Forrest Green took the lead following some good football as Little latched onto a low cross from McAllister to make it 1-0, giving Lawrence Vigaroo no chance. I thought that was a poor goal to concede. Yeah. Uh, McAllister had all the time in the world to pick his pass. Their man was unmarked in our box four yards from goal. For yeah. me, I find that slightly criminal. Yeah. He's in four yards from goal. Totally it's, an, it's, a, it's an approximate he's, a, he's that close to goal yeah, and he's, totally there's agree. no one on him totally agree yeah uh, Forrest Green nearly extended their lead in the 20th minute as Brown found a ball over the top for Little um, he's through but looks to find okay for a simpler finish but Lawrence Vigory was down well to stop and Jaden Sweeney tested McGee in the Forest Green goal a minute later. So our first effort on goal wasn't really until the 20th minute. Yep. Um, from a, a 22nd minute from a corner, the ball came out to John, Tom James, who was lurking, ready to add to his own personal goal of the season competition. But his half volley was deflected wide. <laughs> yeah, he's itching for another one, wasn't yeah. he? 27 minutes now. Shad Ogi was fouled and won a free kick. George Moncur stepped up and sent his effort just wide. That's on the... Mm. Uh, on the highlight reel so yeah. that's one to look at he's desperate to, to get a, he a is, free kick in yeah he? he really is <laughs> in the 34th minute George Moncur picked up a booking for kicking the ball away in frustration I can't stand petulant yellow cards like at least Jaden Sweeney's yellow card yeah. was meant worth to it. be absolutely was worth it but for kicking the ball away it's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> fast forward then we're only covering this briefly so fast forward then to the 40th minute Zek Obiero passed to Moncur who beat his man and fired at goal but McGee was equal to it once again yep uh, and we went even closer again a moment later as George Moncur opened his body up and curls the ball towards the bottom corner McGee was beaten this time but the ball come back off the upright yeah McGee made a superb save to deny Paul Smith from close range following his save uh, from Jaden uh, Sweeney's shot in the 44th minute. And there were just two minutes of added time played out as the referee brought the half to a close with the hosts leading 1-0. Now, I know we've not covered every shot that we've had, but from what I saw and heard, we pretty much created a few good opportunities. Yeah. Um, and probably should be level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, at this point. No, yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, it looks like we, based on the highlights and based from from if I was I was following it on Sky, um, based on what they were saying, it was it was a really even game. So we really should have um, really been level, mm. but wasn't to be. No. Nope. Uh, there were no changes for the O's at half time, and within the first minute, Paul Smythe had a good chance after his good and. Anticipation saw him pick up the ball from a poor back pass, and he was one one on one with McGee, but shot wide from a great position. He yeah. really should have been scoring that. Yeah, I think he'd be disappointed he with himself for that, wouldn't yeah. he? Because you know, Paul, than that. yeah, you know Paul Smith and how sharp he is, and just what he can do. I think I think you're absolutely right. Forest Green doubled their lead uh, in the 51st minute as Bailey Cargill went on a driving run, cross low for Little, whose strike slid under Lawrence Vigaru to make it two 0 yeah, I mean, it's. He, I mean, he'd be upset with himself. Yeah, he that, will be. I mean, you know, he's. Uh, you can't really moan at him too much because the amount of saves he's made already this season, you can't have a go at him too much. But yeah, he'll be disappointed with that one. Yeah, uh, but but it would be different if we would have gone in one all at half time and then yeah. you're like it's a two one and you're not chasing three goals to get to yeah. get yourself a win out of the game. Yeah. Uh, on the hour mark now, a triple substitution for the O's as off came George Moncur, Harry Smith, and Paul Smith. Smythe. For Theo Archibald, Darren Prattley and Charlie Kelman. Uh, fast forward to the 67th minute and Jaden Sweeney did well to get a shot away and a minute later Anthony Georgiou fired just past the post. Yeah, from the highlights I thought Georgiou did well and his shot wasn't that far off. No. He looks quite a sharp player actually. Yeah, he actually. does. 
the only shame for him is is that we've got Theo Archibald in that same position and yeah. he's going to have to do a lot to dislodge him. I think he's going to be a bit of an unsung hero this year. Like he's going to, he's obviously a quite a versatile player. I think he's going to come in and slot in and do do a job. But I think I think he's going to be a consistently good player to come in and help us throughout the season. Yeah, he's just got to be patient and bide his time. Yeah, one of those, isn't it? <clears throat> Theo Archibald had a chance in the seventy fourth as he beat the defender, but his shot went wide and into the netting. Uh, yep, just before that though, final two subs for the Ozers. Tom James and Anthony Georgiou came off uh, for Jordan Brown and Connor Wood before Archibald had that had that chance there. Good spot. Other than the four additional minutes of time added on at the end of the 90, there's nothing really else to report as we bowed out of the Carabao Cup in the first round with Forest Green winning the game 2-0 and later on getting a tie at home to Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah. Uh, as it turned out. So, Richie Wellens' interview is on YouTube. That's obviously nearly a week old now, so we won't be playing you that. But a couple of key takeouts from there. Craig Clay is out for two or three weeks after feeling a twinge uh, against Crawley. Yeah, and Richie also stressed the urgency to get a defensive midfielder in ASAP. Yeah, he was happy with the performance, especially the amount of shots and 1v1s we had, which I think is quite a key marker in a game. Yeah. Yeah, and he was also glad to get some minutes into the players. Which is also quite fundamental, and obviously yeah. against good opposition as well. Yeah. Just very quick views on this for me. We've been punished for not being clinical enough. We had enough chances to win the game in the first half. The side we fielded, I thought we, yeah, we both agree, strong enough to do a job. Um, we all enjoy a cup run. Um, I'd rather it was an FA Cup cup run. Um, yeah. But there you go. So I'm not really that fussed that we're not in this anymore. I can't imagine Brighton are going to be fielding a strong team for Forest Green in the no. next round anyway. Not much more to say, really. The league is our main priority, so certainly won't be losing any sleep over this. No. Your views? No, I totally agree. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, and if we're celebrating promotion in May, then we won't even remember this game. Um, but we have the right to still be a little bit disappointed, um, only because of the chances we had. Uh, a cup run is always nice, but it's not the priority, as you say. Um, there are two things that worry me at the moment, though, um, after this game. All three games so far, we've had big chances against us that other teams should have really punished us on. And as we said earlier, Vigaru has saved us so many times. There was a like, really early one against Grimsby that they should have scored. Um, Crawley had that counter-attack in the first half that the guy missed the target. He really should have scored. Um, that would have put them ahead as well. So we're not going to be able to sustain getting away with this for over 46 games, so we really need to stop conceding these big chances. Um, another thing that's worth noting as well, in Wellen's interview, um, it, it was quite clear how frustrated he is with the lack of numbers, uh, in particular a holding midfielder. In January, Jacket was coming out with these comments, and that is, a, that is a slight concern. So hopefully new bodies will come into the club soon, and more importantly, up to Wellen's standard. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's very... It need, it needs to be said that the six new out of that aggressive transfer window we had in January, six of the new signings there's only Jordan Brown left. Mm. So you know, I'm we it's, it's clear that this summer the recruitment has been better, a better standard of player, um, and hopefully that's the Wellens effect. You know, these the list goes to Wellens and he's like, no, definitely not, definitely not. I want him, I want him, I want him. And hopefully that's been the case. So to have six new signings and only Jordan Brown still there is, you know, it's a concern from January. But hopefully, um, Wellens gets has been getting who he wants this summer. Yeah, absolutely, great point there. So uh, those were our views. We had a huge amount of feedback that came in after this match. So thanks to everyone. Uh, who sent your views into our social media accounts and just because we read them uh, it doesn't mean that we agree with them and also um, just thanks to uh, our podcast um, uh, um, oh, bear with me one second I've lost my train of thought now um, right got my spot back so let's crack on then with a number of tweets that came into our social media accounts the occasional one said don't think I've ever cared less about losing a game uh, in the cup, uh, cups are nothing uh, this season. It's a hundred percent on the league. Yeah, uh, at Les LK fifty two, lost to a higher league side, so can't be too upset about that. What is a concern though is that in three games scored three goals, one a penalty, one a worldie, and no forward has found the net, which is a slight concern for me. It's a good point now. Yeah, it is a good point, but it is only three games. Yes. So you can't really. If we were twenty three games in, I'd be very worried, mm. uh, like Les, but we're not, so it shouldn't be a problem. East 1975 said nothing 
nothing cut nowadays. Even if you get a big draw against the Prem team, you played their youth squad. Pleasing that we created lots of chances. Back to the all-important league on Saturday. Yep, at Paul Ravens 39, not too bothered about it, but because the league is so much more important. My main slight concern is that none of the three goals we've scored this season have been from open play, despite creating a sizeable amount of chances. Nice shot, Steve said. Focus on what matters. No injuries and fewer nonsense matches in the future. At Richie J. Bourne said, the only... Uh, the only cup worth competing for is the FA Cup, to be honest. Mm. Not the best performance tonight, but when knows the league is the priority and the FA Cup brings in the money. Spot on agree with you, Richie, there. Derby507 says, squad rotation, a good chance to give some players a run out against a decent side. Result doesn't really matter. It does. But, <laughs> uh, but I bet Richie has learned a lot from tonight. Yeah, probably has. Um, at Freddie LRFC, um, playing the makeshift team we did a, sorry, playing the makeshift team we did against a team in a higher league was always probably going to end in defeat. Seemed like we played quite well actually, but on the more on to the more important stuff. Yeah, Billy Carroll GB said absolutely shocking tonight. Players didn't care and it showed, outplayed and bullied from start to finish. Three games in and our front three haven't scored a goal. Very concerning for me. Mm. Uh, at Alan Reeves too. Uh, said it must be difficult for the players in this competition when it's obvious nobody really cares about it. Not sure how much you can read into it, to be honest. Richie Wellens is, prob- is probably happy we're out of it, although he won't say that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Ewan Carter, 24, said, Concentrate on the league. That's the main priority. Tonight was about minutes in the legs for players who haven't really played. Can understand the changes from Saturday. Richie, no doubt, we'll use tonight's loss and make sure we put it right Saturday against tough opposition. Yep, at Miller, uh, Miller, our president, said let's concentrate on the league. No, let's try and win every game. Let's try to get a big side in the next round. Let's try not to concede early goals. Let's try to score some goals. In Wellens, I trust, but not blindly. I'm not panicking, but I'm slightly worried of Woodford. <laughs> Final word this week goes to Dan Alton, 2590, who said it sounds like we gave a good account of ourselves and created more than enough good chances. Just needed to be more ruthless in the opposition's box. Not to worry, on to the proper fixture on Saturday. Yep. So that concludes all the social media. So thanks to everyone who got in touch with us after the Forest Green game. So moving on then to the Carol Langley Florist Prediction League update. Carol Langley Florist are an established business based in Chingford, specialising in bespoke flowers sourced from the finest growers in the world, from a simple thank you to a tailored wedding or event package. They're here to help you. So to get in touch with John and the fantastic team of experienced florists, give them a call on 0208 529 4130 or get in contact via social media at Carol Langley E4 or at Essex Biz. They're both on uh, Twitter and they're also on Instagram, which is at Carol Langley Florist and search Facebook for Carol Langley Florist. They're also offering 15% off to all O's fans and staff, which could give you a bit of a massive saving really mm. on your wedding and flowering costs. Yeah, and John puts a lot of um, pictures of, of some of the stuff he does on, on his social media. It's always worth having a look. He, him and his it's team nice do stuff. a really good job, don't they? Yeah, absolutely right. Well done to Paul Gregory, Dan Alton 2590, that tall Lowe's fan, David Landau 17, Grunt the Postie, Steve Latas, and Orient it is, who all correctly predicted the score and got three points atop of the prediction league table. Uh, we'll, we'll update you on that at the end of this episode. Good stuff. Uh, Wednesday the 10th of August, the club hosted an international fans focus group discussion with Nigel Travis and other club employees about international fan engagement. Now, something there was a, a guy on Facebook that um, that sort of updated everyone else on, on what came out of that. It did, yeah. So um, it was posted in Late Norwich Supporters chat that said... Uh, it was chaired by Nigel with one of the US directors in attendance as well as Jake Cook who's the club's marketing manager uh, and various others from the club. Lots of discussion was getting on uh, expat and foreign fans more connected to the club. Uh, two things he said that jumped out at him. This is Jerry O'Driscoll who posted. I hope you don't mind us reading this Jerry. Streaming was a major discussion point and you can see the US influence coming to bear. Nigel is of the view that within two years or so the EFL will authorise the streaming of all games within the UK and Republic of Ireland and clubs will have more flexibility on charges. It seems to be a few hold-up clubs that are against it but he got the impression that it was going to come in and secondly we're chasing another midfielder with seven names in the frame to quote Nigel Richie has rejected the last six names brought to him wow. to me 
to me, that ended the whole Martin Ling, um, the whole Martin Ling, and who has the last say? Tedious discussion, conspiracy theory. That puts that one to bed. So, Jerry, thanks for posting that for us all to hear. And obviously, if anyone at the club uh, wishes to add to that in any way, shape, or form, there's no problem. You're welcome to do so. Um, yeah, so let's move on then. Yeah, Thursday the 11th of August, a quiet day at the club with no news to report. Yeah, so let's move on then to a busy Friday, as it turned out. We started the day off by wishing a very happy birthday to Orient legend, former winger uh, and listener of this very podcast, Mr Dean Cox. Looks like you had a good day, mate. Sat on the beach with a beer. Uh, good luck to you. Well he's, done and happy birthday. He can still do a job. He can still, he can still I'm adamant. <laughs> Um, also on Friday, young O's keeper Reese Byrne joined uh, Isthmian League team Canvey Island on a month's loan that was announced by by Canvey. Yeah, absolutely. So good luck to Reese there. And the club announced its nominations for the July July Goal of the Month award, the pre-season month, shall we say, plus one. The uh, first goal was George Moncarker against Spurs. That was his free kick. Uh, the second one was Smith against Portsmouth at the pre-season, also in pre-season. That was his close-range shot. Yep, the third was uh, George Moncur's penalty against Grimsby. And the last one was Tom Jane's um, fairly average goal uh, <laughs> against Grimsby Town. So I think it's going to be close. <laughs> I think it's going to be really tight. Surprised at the club. Like, I've never seen the club put out pre-season no. and, a, and a penalty yeah. in the goal of the season. But fair play, they're, they're meeting their uh, contractual yeah. obligations with the goal of the month sponsor. Although, could have probably just wrapped it up in, <laughs> into August and, and, and had a, an extra one. Yeah. Late in the afternoon, though, the club announced the loan signing of midfielder and Tunisian international Paris-born Idris El Mizouni, long rumoured to be joining us on loan. He has now joined us on loan from Ipswich Town for the rest of this season. Yep, yeah, yeah. Idris said in his interview that I'm really happy and excited to get going and can't wait to play. I think it's a, it's a good move for me. I'm 21 now and I want a full season under my belt. This will help me get better as a player and hopefully we can go up too, which is something I want to be a part of. I like the way uh, the head coach wants to play. Training was very sharp today and it's been a really warm welcome to the club. Richie Wellens was quoted as saying, he's a good footballer, got a lot of attributes, can break the game up and can pass the ball. The system we want to play, we need a number four that can cover distances and we think he's a player that's a bit unlucky with his playing time at Ipswich, but one thing we can promise him here, if he's on it, it's minutes. So we're looking forward to working with him. Mm. Uh, Your views on that? Yes, I think it's a a good sign and it's exactly what we need in terms of position and clearly wants to come and prove himself in League 2. I personally still think that we need two or three uh, more in for strength and depth, Uh, a centre-back, a centre-mid especially. A little bit worried um, that a couple of injuries will leave us quite there. Yeah, and bookings probably because we're picking them up like uh, you wouldn't believe at the minute as well, right? So they all count. Uh, For me, I agree with largely what you're saying. He's young, he's hungry, he's got a point to prove. His highlights reel look decent. Um, not only is he scoring goals, but he's stopping attacks yeah. and playing the ball positively forward. That's the one thing that we've lacked for a few seasons now, is someone that can break up play and do what I call a positive pass. That's a pass that puts us on the front foot. Stephen Dawson's A type. Stephen Dawson, yeah. Romain Vincelo type yeah. player. That's what we've been missing. An Ebo Adams yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. type player. Um, you know, someone that can get forward. That They use it... Box to box, yeah. you know what I mean. Someone that can do the dirty work and then also springboard us forwards. Yeah. Um, so yes, he had his debut yesterday. As we're about to come on to, but yeah, he his highlights real look, yeah. look really good. Yeah, really so, impressed. So let's move on then to Saturday. Yeah, Saturday the thirteenth of August, and in, uh, in the morning there was the youth team went to Luton Town away. Um, according to the Luton Town Academy Twitter uh, account, they lost the under eighteens beat their sorry their under eighteens beat ours three 0 and they're under 16, beat ours 2-1. So unlucky to the young O's there. Yeah, so that's two sets of um, unders that uh, from Orient that went to Luton um, and unfortunately lost. So unlucky there, boys. Um, mm. So let's move on then to the main event of the day. And before the game, as always, on a Thursday night uh, for 36 hours, we, we run a Twitter poll to find out how you think the O's will get on in this one. We had 291 votes in 24 hours and the results are 10% thought we'd lose. 
31% thought we'd draw, and a whopping 59% were very optimistic. It's not yep. like the Orient fans that I've come <laughs> to know uh, thinking that we would win. So thanks to everybody who took the time to vote. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, so the team then um, was Vigaru, James, Beckles, Hap, Hunt, uh, El Mazzuni, Prattley, Monker, Smythe, Archibald and Kelman. And on the bench was Sargent, Ogie, Thompson, Sweeney, Brown, Smith and Soturio. Yeah, that side saw a debut given to new signing El Mazzuni, Idris El Mazzuni. Paul Smith was recalled to the starting lineup as well. And for me, no complaints here. Strong bench and a very solid starting eleven. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's far off from probably being what we would be playing week in, week out. Yeah, totally agree. It's a strong team. Looks really good uh, moving forward and good options on the bench. The only variable at the point of writing these notes was the fact that we didn't know how well Idris was going to of adapt because yeah. he only joined and trained on Friday, yeah. so he's not had that chance. We had a few tweets that came in on this. Len Chin Chin One said, should do well. This must be the strongest we can offer. The defence will need to improve for this difficult game. It'd be interesting to see El Mazzuni and improved midfield. Hope the desire and passion is there. Mistakes will get punished. It's goals that count. Clean sheet, please, lads. Yeah, uh, at James O'Hagan said, uh, strong lineup and, and bench. Did I miss something or is Drinan out for a while? Yeah, if we think he's out, I think Richie said he's out until the end of August, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He always said that Brown would be back just before Drinan, so in, in the and interviews Brown. in recent weeks. So Brown obviously came back yesterday, so hopefully Drinan's not too far away. Lovely, because we're now, where are we sitting now? We're on the 14th of August, mm. so we're literally just halfway through August. Orion underscore 36 kept it short and sweet and say, said spot on, I'd say. Yeah, uh, at Lewis Fear said, strong squad. Liking how if someone isn't playing well or gets injured, we still have a decent quality to replace them. Yeah, so we're going to go through this. Um, lovely day. I took my son. So Theo hasn't seen us lose yet. He's seen us beat Oldham 4-0, Ebbsfleet in the FA Cup. We, I can't remember what the game was, but we were drawing 0-0 at half-time and he was like, I've had enough. It was like January, February time. He's like, I've had enough, I want to go home. It was 0-0 at half-time, we lost 2-0. It was under Kenny Jackett, so it was before he got <laughs> fired. Um, so as yet, he hadn't seen us lose. So I, ha I have been telling him... Like, Season ticket time. Something, well, sometimes <laughs> we lose and we don't play very well. It's yeah. not all like Orient winning. So, um, so yeah, lovely day. Um, the match kicked off. It was boiling hot in E10, I think it's fair to say. Straight from kickoff, Mansfield attacked. A superb through pass saw Oates in our penalty box. Lawrence Vigaru came rushing out to prevent a shot, but he dived and ended up bringing Oates down in the process. Referee instantly, no hesitation whatsoever, blew his whistle and pointed to the penalty spot. However, however, Lawrence Vigaru, guess correctly, dived down well uh, to his right to deny, to deny McLaughlin, who struck his penalty well. What a save. If you haven't seen that penalty close up, yeah. at Orient Outlook on our Twitter account, Orient Outlook Podcast on Facebook, Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast on Instagram, the video is posted from our seat there. I caught it and I caught some aftermath of the fans going crazy as well. You do Watch not it. save a penalty better than that. Correct. It was a good penalty as well, it to was be fair. Right in a corner. Right in the corner. And it was sharp and fast yeah. going in that corner. Yeah, he got, got down, down low, well. quick, no complaints. No. And as I was sat there, when the penalty was conceded, I don't know, you just had that feeling that Vigor was going to say, I think he saved, other than QPR in the Cup last year, I think he saved quite a few penalties last season, I seem to remember. Right. So, um, he's I, a good, I, good keeper. No, I just yeah. had that feeling he was going to save it. See, I, my heart dropped because I thought, here I am, yeah. I've got, I have my father in law, I have my nephew and Theo with me. And I was like, oh God, this is like. 15 seconds in it's like 15 seconds like yeah. we've not some people haven't even got into I their just seats sat down. yet yeah. I was late I was running late I just sat down oh god's sake yeah absolutely and I thought oh god this is going to be horrific because Mansfield are strong and mm. quite famous. yeah yeah 8 minutes now let's move on then uh, great moment in the game game changing moment so early on a delightful long pass picked out Kelman as he found himself <coughs> in on goal in the uh, in the 8th minute but his shot deflected wide the, the defender, um, I can't remember who it was, did very well to recover mm. there. Yeah. Um, it's been an entertaining half so far. We're both sides trying to take the lead, but Vigor has been the busy of the two keepers. But Viggs had to be alert in the 15th minute to deny Oates who burst into the area. 
Yeah, I think both sides were trying to settle into the game and try and impose mm. themselves on the game. And it mm. was a little bit end-to-end at times. I know we, we're skirting through it really quickly because mm. most people have watched it, seen the highlights. Yeah. So, but, but I think it, it just to not take anything away from them, it was 35 degrees and they are they weren't going pedestrian. It wasn't walking football. No. Uh, they were really bursting their lungs to get where they needed to go. Uh, scheduled drinks break halfway through the half. Um, and then after the restart, we had a chance as happy was found with a floated cross, but their keeper made a comfortable save. Uh, yep, in the 24th minute, Rob Hunt went into the referee's book for a foul on Gordon. From the resulting free kick, Vigaru was alert to make a catch from Swan's glancing header. Yeah, half hour mark now. El Mazzuni won the ball back and played in Paul Smythe, who went down on the edge of the area. Referee was having none of it. That was a theme throughout the whole match. Yeah. Wasn't giving us anything. It weren't popular, was he? No, not um, at all. 38th minute, Viggs again. Uh, Mansfield worked well to get Oates in on goal. He spun and shot, but Vigaru made a point blank reaction save. Defence okay. sleeping at save. times. Yeah. What a great save. Yeah. Thank God for Lawrence Vigaru. Yeah. He's the, been the difference between no points and three three points. Yeah. And we're only half, right, coming up to the end of the first half. Yeah. Defence was. Switch, switching off at times. I don't know if there's a disconnect somewhere or if it's just that they're hot. They need to cut out these, these giving away these chances, obviously. Um, the other team's always going to have chances. We're going to concede goals. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the story of football. But the amount that Vigru's saved us so far in the opening few games is you know, it's, it's a worry. It is a worry. It is a worry. You're absolutely right. Make them work for it. Don't make it easy yeah. for them. 42 minutes now. Vigaru, man of the match already with his third huge save of the game as the ball over the top of our defence found Oates in on goal who had time to get his shot away and Vigaru came out, closed him down and made a brilliant save yet again. I mean, yeah. we should be 3-0 down by now. Yeah. It'll be the difference between promotion or not. Best keeper in the league. By far. Yeah, no by question. Far. Um, and again, what was what was defence doing? Just watching yeah. it go over, over yeah. the top. And I think we were discussing this with the guys that I sit with. Oates had so much time, mm. he almost had too much time, yeah. and that's why he didn't do so well with it. Yeah. I remember we said that about David Mooney. Yeah. Instinctively, yeah. no better player yeah. than David Mooney. Give David Mooney too much time yeah. to think about what he's going to do, yeah. and invariably... Yeah. That was the downfall, and why he yeah. didn't. He wasn't more prolific, yeah. and I think that was the same for Oates. And Oates was was vocally and visibly like annoyed that yeah. he'd not got that shot off and into the goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, four minutes of added on time were played, and nothing, nothing more to report as the referee brought the first half to a close with the first half ending goalless. Yeah, so nil nil at half time. The attendance for this one was six three two eight six thousand three hundred and twenty eight with just 536 away. Yep. I thought we'd been quite poor this half, uh, yeah. to be honest. Sloppy passes, I'd noticed a lot of passes going to them, giving the ball away cheaply. Also, delays in getting the ball forward. Yeah. We're quite happy to tippy-tap it round the back four and then yeah. Mizuni picks it up and it goes this way. And like there was, a, there was one point later on in the game, I haven't mentioned it, where the easier pass was to Kelman across yeah. the centre circle yeah. and then he turns and he's gone. Yeah. But we didn't. No. We crossed it out wide and yeah. we turned possession over. Yeah. And sometimes like we're making life harder for ourselves with yeah. our decision making. Yeah. 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 A few times it went out it did go out wide to James and to Smith and, 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 and Hunt and you know, instead of giving it and going, it just went back to Beckles, went back to Happy. Yeah. Went back to Vigaru. Yeah, um, so and they're happy to sit and watch us play it yeah. across our back foot. And if anything, they'll poach of because they'll sit and wait for a sloppy or a uh, some sort of mistake, of and they'll they be bang. They're the away team. Of they can afford they to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Orient got the second half underway. No changes for us at half time. Two minutes in, and from <coughs> our throw, from our throw in, Mansfield countered one a corner, which thankfully came to nothing. Yeah, uh, corner to Orient in the fifty fifth minute. Following good work from Paul Smythe, who passed to Tom James, whose cross was turned behind. Yeah, Archibald was spoken to by <laughs> the referee in the 57th minute. If you notice some of the decisions, the fouls and the throw-ins yeah. that went against us, he was absolutely lambasting the footfall for the, the linesman. Yeah. And that's why the referee had to have a word. He's going to have to watch himself there. Thankfully, he didn't get a card that time. No. Maybe he didn't offer to introduce him to what a Glasgow kiss actually is. I think the most impressive part of the game from an Orient point of view at this stage is that Archibald doesn't drop kick the linesman by now. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, 59th minute, a great counter-attack led by Smythe 
who fed the ball to Archibald, who drove forward and passed to George Moncur, whose shot was turned over the bar by Pim for a corner that Dan Hap headed over from unchallenged. Should have done better. Yeah, needs to be on target. Yeah. Free header. It was a free header. Yep. The only thing I would say is, is he was charging so mm. fast that he probably didn't have time to adjust yeah. and get his head down and the ball was coming at a height where he yeah. couldn't then get down, get a, a glance it down. It was one of those, I think. I had one probably of them, being slightly harsh. Well, I had one of them embarrassing situations where I started celebrating I thought it was in. Uh, and then, no, it goes yeah. fine. Yeah, so. it weren't far over Thanks, the bar. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> it wasn't far over the bar, to be fair. But yeah, I agree with you. I think he'll, he'll be disappointed with that. It should have done better yeah, there. Definitely. But as it turns out, it didn't seem to matter because two minutes later... We took the lead. Some amazing work from Idris El Mazzouni in the middle of the park as he stole possession back. He rode a challenge, uh, drove forwards, rode a challenge uh, from a Mansfield player. He fed Charlie Kelman, who made no mistake, had the time actually, we're critical of it, like before yeah. it can be a curse, um, but he buried his shot past Christy Pym and into the back of the net uh, to score his first goal for Leighton Orient to make it 1-0 to the Orient. And I loved his celebration. I don't know if you noticed afterwards, he was shushing the Mansfield oh, was he? fans and then he waved at them. Oh, was he? I'm in the West Stand, so I, yeah, I didn't quite get it. Did you not see no, that? I didn't quite see it, no. On the, on the extended highlights reel, watch it. Oh, really? I think that's funny. Yeah. Like, perhaps it's, it, sh- it shouldn't be done because I wouldn't like it done to us, but when we're doing it, I quite like it. Oh, he's a legend. Um, been, El Mazzuni's been so impressive today. He's broken up play all over the place and now he's led the counter-attack that's resulted in a goal, so an assist on his debut. Well, I think I think I remember rightly. It started an hour half, so he's yes. You know, he played the one-two, got it to Kelman, good finish. Yeah, no complaints. What a debut! Yeah, class. barring scoring, what a debut! Yeah. clean sheet, assist. Yeah, I was impressed with him. Yeah. Um, on the 65th minute, though, I wasn't too impressed with him. He got booked for a foul <laughs> on Clark. Yeah, we took one for the team there. A minute later, we rode our luck and managed to defend well enough to clear the ball and countered through Paul Smythe who checked his run, looked like the defender had caught him with his arm in his face, but the referee said no foul. To me, like and the glimpse that I had, that did look like the guy had put his forearm into Smith's face. Stonewall. That should have been a penalty. I mean, I know he's only there, but like, you know, it's it's a stonewall penalty. For me, it is. No question. And the liner was that side. That's what I can't understand. Yeah, they didn't give us anything that side at all. Absolutely poor. It's probably Theo's fault. It's probably Theo's fault, yeah. Smith was absolutely furious at that yeah. as well, by the way. Absolutely furious. Yep. Uh, in the 68 minute, a drinks break. Yep, and then 70 minutes, first Orient sub as Paul Smith was replaced, Paul Smythe was replaced by Jordan Brown. Yeah, in the 75th minute, the second Orient sub as George Monker was replaced by Rural Soteria. Yeah, a minute later, Jordan Brown conceded a free kick in a quite a dangerous uh, area, actually, following a shove on Lapsley. Uh, who was breaking away and he was booked. So he took one for the team, taken one, sorry, for the team there. Yep, uh, in the 80th minute, Mansfield won a free kick after their man ran across Prattley and tripped over and the resulting free kick went just wide. Yeah, I think that was harsh because he tripped over Prattley. Prattley didn't trip him. Yeah. I know that might sound like a nuance, but actually the difference is, is Prattley didn't foul him. Yeah. Um, but yet again... Smythe gets a forearm in the face, nothing. Their man trips over Darren Prattley as he's crossing Prattley yeah. and yet he gets a free kick. What annoys me with, with referees is not that, obviously, you know, as fans you want the decision to go your way. It's just the pure inconsistency of it. It's really poor. Yeah, completely agree. Third Orient sub as goal <coughs> scorer Charlie Kelman was replaced by Harry Smith and also our fourth and final sub saw Tom James replaced by Adam Thompson. Yeah, in the 84th minute, Theo Archibald checked his run and was fouled. The free kick was in a dangerous position but came to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you can see the um, slight theatrics from Theo there uh, (laughs) on that one. Six minutes of added time were added on. Two minutes in, Theo was fouled in a similar position to the one that we just spoke about. Um, And a minute later went into the book for a needless bit of uh, tomfoolery. I've used a different word, but yeah. we can't say that on, no. a, on a family podcast. But he was, um, I think I think what happened was he went to get the ball f- for them for a throw-in, offered to give it to the guy, but launched it over his head. And then Harry Smith went to catch it with his arms, yeah. cradling it, and then missed it, obviously, on purpose. When so you're 1-0 up, you love it. If it's the other side, you hate it. You hate it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've... 
Nothing further to report. The referee blew the full-time whistle as the O's saw the game out to win 1-0 to make it three wins from three for Richie Wellens. Send us top of the league. And we heard rocking all over the world blared out across Brisbane Road. Absolutely. No better feeling. No better feeling. And my Theo keeps a 100% record. Well, at at that point, full-time, I thought that Walsall was still winning against Stevenage. And I think on the, like... As we come out, because in the West Stand, you see the screens and the scores. I think it was still 1 0 Walsall. Yeah. And, um, 98th minute or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, 100th minute. 100th minute. Yeah, yeah 100th minute, they ate Stephen G equalised. So when I got on the train, I looked at the same and went, oh, we're top. Yeah. So, absolutely fantastic. Good stuff. So, Richie Wellens' interview is on the club's YouTube channel, but actually, I'm going to play the first minute or so uh, on this because he does make a really nice point about the supporters being the, the, the 12th man. So, this is Richie Wellens speaking to Dave Victor after yesterday's game. Richie, thanks for joining us. Congratulations, your side, top of the table, 100% record, and you worked hard for this victory. Yeah, I worked hard. It was nowhere near our best. I thought at practice we, we created some really good chances, and if you probably look at the chances, they had more than us because they got to finish their chances, whereas we lacked that last pass to get the chance. Um, turn forward, passes down at times too much, um, but the work and the commitment of the, of the players was excellent. Um, again, it, it was a strange one with us. Jordan Brown's coming back, Dan Haps. We've got a lot of players that are nowhere near where we're 100% yet. Um, I think you're playing a really good team. You know, we, we conceded too many chances through being open um, and giving the ball away. When you're open, you, you need to be secure in possession. But we'll get better. We will get better. Today was a win where you know, we need to dig in. And, and again, the, probably the three points was, was, was gotten today by our supporters. Our supporters, we could have turned at some point because we weren't quite fluent. We wasn't quite at it. Our supporters stayed with us, um, made a good atmosphere, give the players confidence, and also I had to thank the supporters because I think there was a massive part in getting us three points today. And a- so that was Richie Wellen speaking to Dave Victor, and as I say, thanks very much, Dave, for providing us with this post-match. It's very kind of you. Uh, we do appreciate it, and as you can see, like Richie Wellens has yep. asked, he's spoken out about the fans being positive and singing. I think we did make quite a lot of noise. I don't know what it's like in the. In the West, where you sit, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a you know a couple of iffy moments in the first half. Um, sometimes, I think a bit prematurely. A couple of fans got on some of the players' backs, but you know, yeah. Overall, you know, once it's the same every week. You know, if 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 the fans make us loud, we'll be loud. And it's, it's, it's simple as that. If the players make us make us, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like, like, yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. I mean, as you said earlier, if we're if we're going. Hunt, Ogie, Happy, Bigaroo, Bigaroo, Ogie, Hunt, and you know it's just like that for five minutes. You know the the ability to sing ain't really there, is it? But Absolutely. when we're you know then there's loads of chances to cheer at, and you know we. The fans have proven time and time again we'll get behind you. Yeah, absolutely right. So league table, Dave, as Dave just said, um, it's a bit. Well, he said we're we're top. We've only played three games. I think it's probably a bit premature to really be looking at the table at this particular moment in time. Um, so we're not going to do that just yet. We'll probably <laughs> leave it a few games before we start looking at that. So yeah. we're going to move on then. So my views after yesterday, I knew it wasn't going to be a big scoreline. A goal either way, I felt was going to be enough because of the heat. You know, you're asking yeah, players yeah. around in 100 degree heat. It wasn't going to happen. We rode our luck at times. I think, um, you know, Lawrence Vigaru, he kept the score nil-nil by half-time. Uh, my only criticism of Lawrence Vigaru, I don't know if you noticed this from the West Stand, is his his speed at distribution mm. when we've got Kelman or yeah. Archibald screaming for it yeah. on the run in our half. So they can't yeah. be offside because they're in our half. Yeah. And that we can launch a counter, and yeah. Lawrence is like standing there holding his hand up, going, "I'm not going to do that." Yeah. So then he waits for every all the Mansfield players yeah. to recover, and then boots it out, yeah. and then arguably we turn possession over, and the ball comes back to yeah. us. A couple of times yesterday, in the first, I think Archibald and Smith were screaming at him, like really annoyed with him to say, Look, I'm, "I'm here, I'm, I'm through." That's right. You know, in, send it. Especially Smith, he'd outrun anyone. You know, yeah. any defender. He's in this rapid. League. Yeah, absolutely. He's so. got a low center of gravity. If you watch when he yeah. runs, he's got a low center that he can just like maneuver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like most, he's usually really good at that. I mean, he, he's he, you know he's done that a lot, and you know he scored a goal, so he's usually quite good at that. Just maybe yesterday, he just was. Yeah, I don't know mm. what was causing him to be so nervous about doing it. Several times, Kelman and Archibald. Yeah, as I say, um, I thought the penalty decision was the right one. Uh, mm. I thought that he did bring him down. I'm not sure what he was thinking. Their man was going away from goal, so I felt that he didn't need to. He didn't need to dive. Uh, great save to make up for it, though. And it was yeah. a good penalty, as we, we said earlier. We were very sloppy. 
very sloppy yesterday. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dan Happy, but for me, I thought he was quite poor. I thought he's... Uh, that, that said, he was blocking, getting in the way, mm. um, defend, defensively was good. It was just his forward play, his poor passing and, and reading the forward play mm. of our game. Like, he sent a couple of long passes, like, nowhere. Yeah. He made a mistake that's on one of the highlight reels yeah. that he's literally passed it to their player. Yeah. Um, so just just a lacking a little bit of sharpness there. I know he's making a comeback from injury. Yeah. He's not played much, but nonetheless, we, we can't afford to, to, to make these defensive, these cheap defensive mistakes. Because if we end up losing 2-1 off the back of, of it, then, yeah. you know. I agree. Um, also, to be fair, Beckles was equally at fault at times, watching the highlights yeah. draw back again. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, a few of them long passes that you mentioned about Happy, Beckles done Beckles was share. equally as bad. Yeah, and he also he was he was caught short on a couple of their chances where yeah. like he should have been back um and, and he wasn't being covered uh, properly. So yeah, I think just a little bit of sharpness lacking from us there. Mansfield should have won this, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. They were arguably probably the better side mm. based on you know the amount of chances they created. Um, but they didn't bury them and we had a brilliant chance and we buried it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what makes the difference um, between winning and losing. Um, you can tell we're not quite there yet, but look, but we are looking the part. You know, We're winning mm. and not playing well, yeah. which is a massively good sign. Moncur, wonderful feat. Yeah. That bit of skill we had in the first half, which I don't think we've mentioned, yeah. um, when he was dancing around players quite on their early box. On. Yeah, mm. unbelievable. Um El Mazzuni, very impressive. Kelman's first goal, his celebration, love it. Mm-hmm. And finally from me, it isn't how you've won a game. I know some people are really critical and they want to watch the Barcelona tiki-taka of Pep Guardiola. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, you just got to win and it's sometimes you've got to grind out Especially a one-nil. Absolutely, absolutely right. So it doesn't have to be pretty. Just make sure you take your chances and, and try and be clinical in both boxes. Yeah, yeah, you? totally agree. Yeah, no, um, did we get a one away with one today? Perhaps, but um, every season we always see teams at the top of the table, you know, the, the teams that come down to us, they're always at the top. They don't always play well, but they, you know, they, they're able to pick up points. It's a yeah. good habit to have. Um, I think as a fan base, we are guilty sometimes of throwing our toys out the pram a bit too quickly. Um, yesterday, despite not being on it in the first half, I was still quite optimistic that we'd win. Wellens has brought that confidence and trust from me into the team. Yeah. So, like, you know, Wellens' record, you know, you sit there, even if we're not playing well, you think, right, second half will probably come out better because he's, he's, he's earned that from us. Um, saying that, though, echoing my thoughts on the Forest Green game, uh, we, we can't keep relying on Vicaroo. I've said it a couple of times now, mm. but he, he's keeping us in games and we need to cut out the amount of good chances we're conceding. Um, not obviously we are going to concede goals we are going to give away chances that's absolutely fair but the amount of chances Mansfield had um, guilt Ed like proper like yeah Grimsby should have taken the lead in the first game Crawley should have taken the lead in the second league game you know we, we need to cut out those those really sort of easy chances for the other team if we can do that it's going to be a special season this year spot on absolutely spot on so a lot of feedback in after this game as well so thanks to everyone who sent their views into our social media accounts which as you know by now are not sponsored anymore by town and country because they are now our headline podcast sponsor Um, so that slot is available if you have a business a product a service that you want to get promoted uh, to a large audience get in touch with us we're at Orient Outlook on Twitter email us Orient Outlook at Outlook Dot com and we will get back to you as quickly as possible. Yeah, I f- fully recommend it. Um, you know, we won a, a lot of business last year, um, which is mad that you know, from a late annoying podcast and late annoying fan base, you you know, people trust you to sell their house, but they do. Um, you know, and so anyone, anyone that has a, a local business that they you know they're, they're trying to get off the ground a bit yeah. more, this is an excellent way to do it. Thank you very much indeed. And you know what as well, I think it's really important that there's lots of estate agents um, out there. Mm. So it's about finding someone, like this is a big thing, like people mm. do it once a lifetime yeah, in yeah. some cases, they don't do it all the time. So yeah. finding someone that's trustworthy, that's that's, that's knowledgeable, yeah. that knows what they're doing is really important. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I've uh, got that connection with, with Leighton Oyen when I, go into, when I go into the person's house. So, uh, you know, I've made lifelong friends from, from, from doing this. Um, you know, every... I, I was guilty that my pre-match routine every week would just turn up to the game, 
watch it and go home. But you know, meeting up with people that that you know I met that you doing know. the valuations yeah. that we've done business with, and and yeah, it's just a much nicer experience. So yeah, I fully recommend it. Top man. So Joe Jessner kick sixteen kicks off the. Um, the tweets for this match he says happy to win as always but realistically that level of performance will give you a win 10% of the time our lucky day I guess I think that's a good tweet I yeah think that's it is fair. yeah it's a good point at Mark PR 598 blimey Mark <laughs> um, we rode our lucky uh, we rode our luck in the first half and Fix kept us in it if Smythe hadn't dived earlier he might have got the penalty and sealed the game Still, I'll take top of the league without playing anywhere near our best. Yeah, Dave Brew, 47976911. Couple of catchy yeah. Twitter handles there. As you say, rode our luck, but so many other times we've been on the end of it. Viggs was fantastic. Hopefully the sign of a good team. Not played well and won. Onwards and upwards. Come on, you O's. Yeah, at Paul underscore LT2P. Uh, we won dirty today in the heat. Couldn't believe how many times we gave the ball away. El Miz looks like a player. Onwards to Tuesday. Yeah, Tommy Atkinson 6 said, Wins are wins. Points mean prizes. Very happy with the situation. Underwelling <coughs> brings such an air of consistency and work rate and the players are clearly bought in. On we go. Sorry, just making sense of what that comment was. Mm. But on we go and up the O's. Yep, uh, at, at Les LK52. Goes to show that the best team don't always win. Mm. Vigru producing one of the best individual displays I've seen in many years. And El Mazzuni is a real talent. Our goal was down to his magic going forward. To be honest, we've not been scintillating in the in the three games so far. Mm. But who cares? That's right. We haven't. We haven't been no. at our best. We're, I think Richie says it. We're a work in progress. So, mm. absolutely. Andy Wobb said we were so lucky. Mm. Mansfield are a very strong side who will be kicking themselves after that. Viggs was immense and we took our chances and riding our luck like that is how you get promoted. Yeah, I agree. Uh, at SR Barber 1986, <laughs> let's be honest, we got away with one we got away with one there. Uh, they were letting us play it around with the back, knowing that we would mess up, which we did many times. We were very lucky to have Viggs. He is too good for this division. Plus I was very impressed with El Mazzuni. Good to see that he's getting a lot of applause for his stage. Absolutely right. Deserves it. Yeah, Sunshine LOFC tweeted a couple of tweets. He said, proper smash and grab. Lawrence Vigaru totally kept us in the game and there will never be a more clear man of the match performance from a player. Mansfield must be gutted to come away with nothing. Also, a very good debut from Idris and pretty much made he pretty much made the goal. He seems to have plenty in his game. And finally, what does Happy have that Shad don't? Hmm. Happy's distribution continues to be a liability. Yeah, fair point. Uh, at Wiggy underscore cut. Uh, deserve to lose 3-0, but we take the win and it's bonus points. Exciting to think that we could... Uh, sorry, exciting to think what could be possible if all players get fit and playing well. Orin underscore Ed said, talk about smash and grab. Should easily have been losing by at least three at half time, but our hero goalkeeper saves us again. Very worried by how we gave away the ball so easily and the front three were flat, though I know it was tough conditions. Also, a shout-out to El Mizuni, who looked great. Yeah, uh, at Ben Porter CT, I think everyone that watched today is aware that we got away with one. But isn't that what great teams do? Vigaru was masterful, team is starting to bond. Exciting to think that we can get better still. Take a bow, Mr. Wellens. Tony Russell, 28, said, Having a good goalkeeper will be worth a number of points over the course of a season, and so it proved today. A couple of decent saves have turned what otherwise could have been a draw or a loss into a win. Yeah, at Fig Coyston, El Mazzuni was very good. I, I love Clay, but could he have broke from midfield? Sorry, yeah. I, I love Clay, but could he have broke? Oh, yeah, from midfield, uh, draw a defender and lay it on a plate. Figaro was awesome. They score from that penalty and I reckon we lose the game. Mm. Stay with the boys. They will only get better up the O's. Yeah, absolutely. Tony and Vic, thanks for your tweets. Your new Twitter handles to, to me here. So thanks very much for engaging mm. with us. Karen Orient said, This game will only stay in the memory bank for Viggs' great saves. Otherwise, it was quite a dull game. And thankfully, we ground out a result against the odds. Leicester won the league on 1-0 <laughs> wins. Why can't Leighton Orient? Absolutely right. Um, <laughs> at the occasional one... I make that three six out of ten performances and three wins. Frightening what can be done when we throw in 
8 out of 10s and 9 out of 10 performances. Spot on tweet that. Willow Gaffer said, Viggs was outstanding. Without him, would have been three down at half-time. Miz did exactly what Richie Welland said. Broke up play, covered the ground, kept things simple. Looks a good addition to what is now looking a strong squad. Winning when not at your best is a great trait to have. We now need Smythe in the game more. Yeah, uh, Linda um, Brogan uh, um, said... Uh, Vigaru was the supporters club star man by a country mile today. Errors early on, but uh, more than proved himself in the rest of the match. Love this team and love the pride and enjoyment it's giving to the fans. Up the O's. Absolutely good tweet, right. Really good tweet. Final word this week goes to C Gibson underscore 89. We haven't got going yet. This team with this manager have something about, about them. Improvements are needed, but the early signs are Good. So, do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out? Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook or you can email us orientoutlook at outlook.com if you're not on social media. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update now. So, well done to at Chris W underscore one, at Nuriel two, at LOFC underscore Dan, at LOFC Teresa, uh, Matty LOFC Evans. Uh, Wallerad, Tommy Atkinson 6, Orientitis, uh, Joe Pavitt double zero, Iheart Rushmore, Len M4, Steve White LOFC, Postman Pat 9065, and most importantly, me. Oh, I thought you'd forgotten to read yourself. No, I wouldn't forget that. <laughs> predicted 1 0 and got 3 points. Well done. I said Smythe would score. I still have, you know, should have been Smythe on the end of that, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. James O'Hagan, though. Step, step up and take about maximum of four points with uh, the correct score well and done. Charlie Kelman. Well done, It that blows man. my mind. It still, I know I say it every year, but it still blows my mind that you get, correct, get the, uh, guess the correct score and you guess the... the, uh, the, the I'm not being funny. This, we might as well just... No more podcast the rest of this season. It's just going to be one nil wins the rest one of the season. Wins. Let's just stick with just one nil. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that means the top of the prediction league is as follows. Yeah, uh, top is Orientitis uh, with nine points. And there are lots of people on six points. So Chris W underscore one, David Landau 17, Lennon 4, Matty, LOFC Evans, Postman Pat 1965 and that tall O's fan. Well done you guys. Yeah. It is early. There's only three games been played. It's nine points of the leader. It can change on a sixpence. So I'm on the ball now. So I'm there you are. It. You are absolutely on the ball. Keep going. It can only <laughs> get better. So let's move on then to today. Yeah, uh, today the 14th of August, a quiet day with nothing to report. So all we could do was watch Charlie Kelman's goal and Vigaru's penalty save about a thousand times. Yeah, more today. on repeat, absolutely. And uh, Lawrence Vigaru's penalty save uh, from behind the goal is on our social media account. Yeah. So let's wrap this up then. We've just touched the hour mark as it stands now. And considering we've covered two games, that's pretty good timing. Yeah. So... Uh, fancy football will start with uh, now at the end of yesterday's fixture so there were games today to be honest I've forgotten about that mm-hmm. uh, Jack Snelling uh, that name Jack Snelling he was top for ages last season oh, or really? season before yeah he's top of the Orient Outlook podcast Fancy Football League he's got 153 points he's just two points ahead of Eric Barker who is in second place Steve is in 110th out of 354 players there is a prize at the end of it um, and um, John is sorting out the previous winner's um, prize. And if you want to get involved in this, if you want to join our league, it is free. You just need to sign up to fancy.premierleague.com. We'll give you the code if you get in touch with us. So let's yep. do the positives and the negatives this week. Charlie, you want to do the positives for us? Yeah, yeah, why not? So the positives this week, um, we are top of the league and the only 100% record in League 1 and League 2. That's outstanding. That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Like, and a hundred percent meaning wins, not yeah. not lost, not not not, not lost. undefeated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's class. <coughs> um, Charlie Kelman's first goal for Orient, and a fantastic goal it was too. Um, Idris El Mazouni's debut and an assist, which just like the goal was fantastic. Um, and another clean sheet for Vigaru and an amazing performance. Yeah, absolutely. So just a couple of negatives this week. Obviously, being out of the League Cup. Um, injuries to Clay and Drynham. We know that Nkrumah is longer term, so yeah. we wish him and the other two lads a full and speedy recovery. So that moves us on now to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. Yeah, and we decided to put this one to Twitter and nominated the following players, Charlie Kelman, George Moncur and Lawrence Vigaru. 
And after 206 votes, the winner with 86% of the vote was... 86% Lawrence Vigaru. Absolutely right. So well Fantastic. done, Lawrence Vigaru. Absolutely brilliant. Although, yeah, absolutely right. So, next week's fixtures then. So, it's a big week coming up for the O's. We've got two away league fixtures. First up, we're travelling to Richie Wellens' former club, Swindon Town, on Tuesday the 16th of August. Swindon have drawn two and lost one of their last three games uh, of the season so far. They've got two points from nine. Obviously, big changes that they lost their manager. Yeah. They've lost some key players. Ben yeah. Chorley's left as their director of football. Yeah. So, a bit of a turnover there for them. But Good. still not easy. Banana skin. Yeah. Yeah, really. Absolutely right. Uh, and then on Saturday the 20th of August, we travelled to local rivals Colchester United who have ex-O's manager Ross Embleton at the club as their head of recruitment. They have drawn one and lost two of their opening three games. Yeah, so none of them will be easy. No. I mean, going away, any, even if they're sort of towards the bottom of the league, which these two are, I think the 19th and 20th, um, going away from home is never going to be easy, is it? Right. So we're going to have to be on form throughout the whole season to you know to get to where we want to get to absolutely so let's give a sponsorship reminder Charlie give you give your business a plug one more time yeah so uh, yeah don't forget if you're thinking of moving home keep it in your own family save yourself a few quid by using uh, our trusted estate agents town and country in Essex uh, give us a ring on 01279 883 or uh, phone me directly on 07528 471497 um, the company's Twitter handle is at TNC Harlow and mine directly, you can send me a DM is at Charlie underscore Paul so even if you're just curious uh, thinking of moving, no matter where you are in the country uh, we'll be able to sort of give you some good advice and show you where you're at Absolutely right, and also I think uh, something which we should mention that we don't is don't forget to mention that you've come through the podcast to get yeah. your discount uh, as yeah, well yeah yeah, yeah. Please do. Uh, and also it's a good talking point as well it is so that is it thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 290 it's been a very busy week at the club as we exited the league cup in the first round but we more than made up for it by securing all three points at home on Saturday against fancied promotion candidates Mansfield Town to ensure we have the only 100% win record in League 1 and League 2 next week there's no let up as we travel to two sides yet to get going in the league both away one at Swindon and Essex rivals Colchester United no easy games either so if you're going to either of those make sure you sing up sing loud sing proud and we wish you a safe journey yeah and uh, if you just a final reminder if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe and give our podcast a five star rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcasts from if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify tune in and Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also uh, on all smart speakers and Fan Hub app, which is brilliant, so listening to the podcast has just got even easier. If you have an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and pass the pod. Well done. So that is it. That is us done. Uh, well done for stepping in for Steve. Cheers, You've done fantastically you. well. Uh, and as we said earlier, uh, our social media uh, package is available for sponsorship. And as yeah. Charlie said, he's done very well from it and, and got his, the name of his business out there amongst mu- numerous Orient fans. So uh, don't be shy. Get in touch with us if you want some more information about that. So thank you for stepping in. No, cheers, thank mate. You for Thanks coming. for having me. Pleasure. We're not going to be recording next Sunday night because I'm going away uh, and Steve's still away. But we'll be back with episode number 291 on Bank Holiday Monday the 29th of August we'll have all the information and views that you would ever need we look forward to hearing from you in the meantime and as always keep calm stay safe have a great couple of weeks everybody and keep listening to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's